I do not believe you can have a discussion about starting a business or growing a business without talking about intuition because it is such an important tool that we have. Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast is my interview from the Enlightened Womenpreneur Virtual Summit with Aniston Blair Ricksteins. I spoke about intuition and how intuition helps and supports your business. I spoke about using your intuition on demand, identifying leverage and monetizing your unique purpose, becoming comfortable and how to effectively use social media platforms and to always listen to your inner guide. My friend and fellow entrepreneur, Anison Rexton's, had me join forces with 22 successful female entrepreneurs. And we spoke about shifting out of fear and into action. Although this summit is not happening anymore, I wanted to share the audio format here. I will also leave Anison's information below and she has a phenomenal Facebook group for entrepreneurial women. I hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Anna Simblair Ricksteins, and welcome to the Enlightened Womanpreneur Virtual Summit. For those of you that are ready to move past any fear and overwhelm that you're experiencing about starting a business or growing your business, those who want to align with your, their purpose and leverage that to create a business they love, you are in the right place. So happy to have you here. And I'm excited to introduce you to today's um, successful womanpreneur. Her name is Tina Conroy. Tina is a psychic medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher. She also produces the Intuitive Woman podcast, and her mission is to connect women with their intuition so they can live an inspired and connected life. And um, she also lives in New York, and she's the director of energy healing at the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine at Northwell Health. Welcome, Tina. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and talk about my most favorite topic of intuition. So well, thank you. You and I have that in common. And I, I, I was just, uh, it's before we, we started recording, I was explaining to Tina that I do not believe you can have a discussion about starting a business or growing a business without talking about intuition, because it is such an important tool that we have. So before we dive in and talk about all things intuition, um, Tina, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background and how you yourself became a business owner. So I started out as, I always say this, I started out as a very young mom. So I had two children by 29. I know that's in today's standards, it's, it's a baby. And I started finding things that were going to make me feel good, basically. And I became a yoga teacher and I taught yoga to children. And that developed more and more. And my passion for taking care of myself, which I think is always number one, self-care. And then listening to the intuition, breadcrumb after breadcrumb, led me to the work I do today. Mm -hmm. I have found that 
my passion is there's so many women that need the confidence and listen to their intuition to really have the fulfilled life and to find their their drive and find that they can really do amazing things. So like you said, it is my passion to work with women to to find that. Along the way, I have twists and turns and how I ended up being where I am, but I feel like everything you just listen and you continue to listen, know and feel and sense, and you'll be in the place that you need to be. So a lot of trust. Yeah, I would <laughs> so. And I also, I think that um, what's so great about your story is that, you know, a lot of times our purpose kind of bubbles to the surface in a form of, of something that you are either going through or that you need or that you yourself have gone through the process which then puts you in, in, I think, a position of being able to turn back around and teach other people how to do the same. And I think that that's really cool that you were able to just continue to follow your intuition and then allow that expansiveness to bring you to where you are today. And it's a much easier way of going about it than <laughs> trying to logically think your way through through like the steps. So um, in terms of, of you actually you know, stepping into being a business owner, because part of what we're discussing in this summit is really around the fears and the overwhelm that we all feel and every single womanpreneur goes through it. I am convinced. What was your thing? Like what was the trigger that was the hardest for you to, to get over? For me, it was the first step because I work in the intuitive world and in the world of oracles and, and Reiki and energy and psychic medium work was the first step was coming out of the spiritual closet. So it was, can I get out of, can I come out of that and show who I am and then build a business with it? And who will, will, will I feel that I can allow my passion to help other people to sustain me in a business. Because I also think that the healing arts in the intuitive world, there is this other part of you do it because you love it, you do it because it's a gift, and you shouldn't charge for it. So I had a lot of money blocks around that, that it is okay to build a thriving business and also listen to your passion and get paid well for it as a healer. So there was a lot of that because of the work that I was putting out into the world. Gosh, I think you're just, you're definitely speaking to any, anyone that's, that's listening right now that is in the spiritual arts or is, is looking to make that passion into a business. Um, I'm sure you can resonate as I can resonate as well. So how did you deal with when you had those fears of stepping out and really being seen? like showing your gift, knowing that it's not, not everyone would really understand that could be your family, friends, coworkers. So how did, how did that go for you? It always starts with me. So for me, I am such an avid of, as being a Reiki master, I, anytime I have the doubt, anytime I have the fear, I go to my toolbox Mm -hmm. and my toolbox was always Reiki was always meditation. And so anytime I was feeling that doubt, that self-doubt or that, you know, imposter syndrome or any of those things, you know, to, to build a business, I would go to those spiritual tools. And so I, over time, have created a really solid, non-negotiable morning routine. And so when that is in place, and it's not perfect, right? We know nothing is 100%, but when that is in place, those are where 
I can whittle down the self doubts. I can whittle down anything and, and kind of work on myself. It, it really, for me, always begins with me and then, you know, where those doubts are. So in place, every morning, I have a spiritual routine, which grounds my energy, which centers me. And then from that place, I can, you know, set out to the world. I will say that I got help. And I think that not only did I help myself with the tools, but I did, um, I had a Reiki teachers that worked with me. I had mentors. Um, I'm always in a state of learning. And also I, you know, I, I help myself with business coaches. I feel like you can't just do it alone. So there's part of you have to put the work in, but part of you does also have to have that mentorship or have that compassion, have someone else kind of look inside your business a little bit, you know? I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And, um, well, to, to start with your morning routine, I think I that has been a, like a saving grace for me. I would love to claim this quote, and I can't, I can't even remember where I got it. But I once read, the most important conversation you will have all day is the one you have with yourself. And that is, if you don't have that time where you're just literally in the morning, you set your mindset, you figure out where are the living beliefs, you know, so then you can maybe write them down and investigate them. Is it true? What do I need to do to get out of this? Um, I think that's so important. And then also what you said about asking for help. Um, I, I feel like if you're not in a place of at all times reaching forward, right? Reaching forward to, to learn from people who have come before you and at the same time reaching backward to help others along the way. I think that is the ideal state, right? That we should try to aim for. But so often we're very quick to reach back, but there's something that is like to ask for help can sometimes be really, it's not as intuitive um, as it is to give, especially as a woman. So is that something that was hard for you in the beginning or did that just become pretty easy for you to do to always be looking for or to, to ask for help? And t- in terms of when you're ready to expand, you know, it's, it's been a work in progress. It's truly been a work in progress. I didn't always ask for help. And I always thought that I wouldn't need a business coach or I wouldn't need a mentorship. You know, it was like, I can do this on my own. I can do this on the, on my own. And, you know, it truly becomes that give and receive. So I've learned over time that, you know, for me to do the work that I'm doing, I have to receive and give. So it's both ways. So I wouldn't say I have it. I'm so much better now. And I know that it's an energy exchange. So I always put everything in energy exchange. So when that energy exchange is is a balance, that's when it works best. Mm -hmm. I think most women in general don't ask for help. You know, they, they are kind of, most of them are the, you know, the household, they, they, they run everything. They're very capable of running everything and doing everything and they don't delegate and they don't ask for help. And especially when it comes to themselves. Mm-hmm. So I no, I'm hundred percent agree with you on that. Well, that's, it's, it's really, for those of you that are listening, I would just urge you to really think about where in your life you're not reaching you know, and, and it's okay because that's just, it's the nature of things. And, and, um, it's also a gift when you do reach forward and allow someone to do what they're born to do to help you. I think, again, that energetic exchange is so important. So in terms of intuition, let's talk about that. How do you, how would you describe intuition? Let me ask, since you're the expert. I would explain intuition for me as a my best friend. 
It is, it is something that's always there. I, for me, I feel like it's inside of me, but it can also be outside of me. So I'll kind of explain that. And it's when you get very quiet and it's always there. You may not always hear it. You may not always know it, but it's like a trusted friend. It's a, it's for me, it's, it's a, best friend. Mm -hmm. So when you can listen, and I always say, I, I approach it this way. It's what you know, hear, feel, and see. So it has all of those components. And when you get quiet, it's always there. Um, and sometimes you, you cannot hear it, but you have to get quiet. So it's your higher self. It's your voice. It's your, 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 your place that you can always go to. And I kind of say to everybody, if you closed your eyes, and you just got to that place, where do you go? Now, some people might go to their belly, some people might go to their heart, some might people go to their head. And that's sort of where intuition lies. That's that inner, that inner feeling. So. so I'm starting to be able to identify where you feel it. Like for me, I always feel it in my gut. And so when I feel like that kind of contraction, usually it means either one thing, either it's, that's not a good move for me or I'm thinking something that is limiting and not a lot. You know what I mean? That that's going to impede me from moving forward that I need to stop and kind of fix that. So do you find that is that, do you find most people um, listen to that or that they are not, that they just assume that that's just acid indigestion or something they ate Yeah, that's reacting? You're bringing up a great point because the gut, the actual physical part of the gut is, is our second brain. So we actually can feel, that's where we feel sense. And so that gut feeling, or people will say like gut punch, um, in that, that term is very, is very, is used often because that's where we feel it. So we, and some people feel it differently. I sometimes feel <clears throat> intuition in my heart, you know, how I feel in my heart, but mostly it is in the stomach. I, I think this is my thing is that everybody has intuition, mm -hmm. but not everybody knows they do or believe it mm -hmm. because they're under this impression that intuition is gifted, that you have to be gifted to have it. And it's not a gift. It is something we all have. And even people that have developed it and are a psychic medium such as I am, I don't really say I'm gifted. It's an ability. Mm -hmm. So if we can change the terminology a bit, a bit we can understand that we all are intuitive beings. And the more that we want to understand it more and develop it more, it's just like going to the gym. It's just like lifting a weight a hundred times. So there is a more and more women believe they have intuition, but they don't know what exactly it is or how to use it for their benefit. And I think that's the confusion or they're afraid of it. So that's another whole topic. Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I get that too, because, you know, I think women, especially, you know, you'll ask a question like, let's for instance, a relationship, because that this comes up a lot. Like, should I be with this person? And, and they might feel the kind of, uh, I don't know, but logically they're saying, okay, I'm 40 years old. I'm never going to find another person. This is, I'm just being too picky. You know, they talk themselves out of their intuition. So how would you recommend to people or to women specifically to differentiate between the voice of your intuition and the voice of your ego? So your voice of your intuition is, is a soft voice and it's also never, it's, it's, it never questions you. It's never, first of all, it's not negative. Mm -hmm. So 
I'll go back. Let me go back to the relationship because I think that's important. Your body never lies. So if you feel something in your body, if you walk into a room and you don't feel okay, or you meet someone and you just, you feel your stomach tense up or you feel your heart light up. So where you feel it, your body's never going to lie. So if you're already asking yourself the question about a relationship and you're not feeling so good and your stomach's getting all tense and then your mind starts. So your body's going to know first. So if you can tap into the energetic body of your body and the sense it, um, then you're, you're kind of on the right track. Now, you're right. The logical mind will kind of talk you out of it, or those, I call it the analyzer or the ego, right? And so intuition is always like your best friend. It's not going to tell you anything bad. Um, it, I don't mean bad. It may say like, oh, this person may not be for you, but it's not going to uh, it's going to talk to you in your own voice. So that's, I think, what confuses everybody. Everybody thinks you're going to hear it from like another voice, but it's going to talk to you in your own voice and it's going to be very subtle, but it's going to be very soothing. It's then the next thought that you get is usually from your logical mind. Like, okay. oh, that doesn't feel good. This, is, this person's not for me. You feel it. You hear it maybe, and everyone has a different way. And then it's like, oh, but I'm turning 40 and he's the best thing out there. I guess I'll stay with him. You know, then you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's trial and error a little bit as well. So what would be, what would you recommend then to be the right way to handle that situation? So you feel it in your body. So before the analyzer can start running with it, what would you recommend that you do in order to, to really get a read for what your body's trying to tell you? So what I do is I, before you even start with a big question, because I think that if you're learning most people want the big answers, right? They want to know about their relationship. They want to know about their marriage. And those are big things. And those are big decisions. So to start with practicing with your intuition, you want to practice with things that are less charged. And what I mean by that is do do exercises that are not about leaving your husband or getting out of the relationship. Start with things that are small and things that are going to be validated that you can get some feedback on. So before you ask the question of that, because I think jumping to the question of the relationship is so big and so charged, your, your mind is getting involved. So before you even go there, I would say do some exercises. I work with my clients and I, we have different exercises. We work with how you process information. Are you seeing it? Are you hearing it? Are you feeling it? Are you knowing it? We always talk about the body. So how do you feel in your body? So I would even before we go to that question about the relationship, Start with some little ones like, you know, um, I'm going to walk into my office and so-and-so is going to wear a red shirt. So you're kind of, you're kind of putting it out there and you're, you're getting some validation. Mm-hmm. When you're ready to do the big question, it's always going to be about documenting and reflecting. So ask yourself the question, always in an open-ended uh, question. So don't ask like, Shall, should I leave him? Because yes and no is hard. It's open-ended. You know, if I, you know, you always start with like what, where, when, and how. So start with those questions, start to phrase it to yourself that way. And then you'll get more information and more guidance. The yes and no's are really difficult. So rephrase the question, mm-hmm. practice before the big question. So practice on something smaller and then rephrase it so you get more guidance on it. So instead of shall I leave, you know, should I leave him? Yes or no, rephrase it with a what, where, when, why, and how question. So there's a little steps, you know, before you go there. Yeah. 
And then just journaling and seeing what kind of comes out is also, yeah, for me, writing is really to get it out on paper is usually what you could then, and you can then observe it and actually say, okay, is this really true or is this not? Um, I, I love that exercise. I think it's really, that's really, really beneficial. Um, okay. So as it relates to your, to a business, and so obviously most of our listeners are involved in a business or want to start a business. How would you recommend using intuition in your business? So you can use intuition as a decision-making tool. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, when you think about uh, how you want to do something, it's, you know, again, I'm a big writer. I think you just hit it. You hit the nail perfectly. Writing is another physical act. So you have the thought, it comes through the body, it comes onto the paper. When you are using intuition to, you want to help yourself make better decisions. And so you can always have yourself, you know, how are we going to do this? And how does this feel is, is always asking those questions again. So when you're in a business, you want to, you want to almost use intuition on demand. You know, you're not waiting for the butterfly or waiting for the sign. Those things are all good, but put it into a format, you know, Mm -hmm ask the question, feel the question. Again, it's, it's kind of always the steps. I think people always think like intuition is just going to happen all the time. You can actually use intuition for, for decision-making. So um, again, I would, if you were going to sign a contract or if you're going to go in partnership with somebody, or if you're going to hire a coach, um, anything like that, you know, anything along your business, it's just like any other decision, go through those steps. So I mean, kind of, they're very similar because how you would relate to a relationship is very much well, how you would relate to a business. If you're fired up and excited, mm-hmm. you may want, you're going to follow that inspiration. If you're not, you know, you're not, you know, I always say like a simple thing like this, if the phone rings and you pick up the phone and you look at the person on the other end, you know, the name and you're like, oh, you kind of know, like, that's not the relationship that feels so good to you. Right. The phone rings and you're excited to talk to the person. So there's so many little subtle cues that I think we just don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always recommend my students, they carry around a journal and we call it their hits journal, like, you know, intuitive hits. Yeah. And they write things that are in there all the time so they can look back and say, oh, these are the things that were happening all day. And I was kind of following along the guidance. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I do think that it's, it, it can be used on demand, but you have to be intentional about it, right? Like for instance, if you're, you know, put in a situation where you have to make a decision and you feel like you feel pressured to make a decision really quickly, you know, maybe excuse yourself, go take a minute. Like, you know, it doesn't, if you're not feeling like you're getting a good read, um, I actually, when I just read, um, Glennon Doyle's Untamed and she talks a lot about, I don't know if you've read it. It's an amazing book, but she has an entire chapter dedicated to how even in her, um, when she has meetings with her entire team and when they're making these big decisions, they just know now, like she'll literally just close her up. She'll take a minute, you know? So if you can kind of build that into your company culture, um, and make that a standard practice, not only is it good for you, but you're also modeling that for your team. And, and encouraging them too, to, to trust their intuition, because if everybody is doing the same, your business is going to flow so much more fluidly. Right. Yeah. Um, so how do you, in terms of, I, th- I think one of the other issues that a lot of an entrepreneur space, especially when you're starting out is in this great world of options that we're all in right now, it's, 
it can be very overwhelming when someone says, well, start your business this way, or this is the only way to do this, or this is the, you know, it's like, and then it's overwhelming. And it's, I call it like death by overwhelm for some business owners. They just stop before they even start because they get so much mixed information. And it doesn't mean that anyone is wrong. It just, how do you recommend that someone really connect with what is right for them? You know, does that make sense? It does. I think even before I want to go there, though, I, I feel yeah. like this needs to be said. I feel right. like you're going to do it scared, you know, and, and done is better than perfect. So mm-hmm. if we keep waiting for it to be perfect, if we keep waiting for the right thing or the, or the right, you know, we're going to, if we don't fail, we'll never know. So I think it's trusting ourselves and knowing ourselves through Again, I'll always go back to through spiritual practice, through kind of awareness, through that getting quiet. You know, it doesn't have to be meditation if that's not your thing, but just getting quiet with yourself. When you get to know yourself and you know that you're passionate, you know, there's times that you're going to take these these risks in your business, especially as a as an entrepreneur. And so, you know, I always go back to I would never be where I am now if I didn't take the risk. And I failed a zillion times, mm-hmm. but you know start ugly because it's, 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 it's along those ways is where you're going to learn. Um, so you, you just, you go with the trust, you go with the feeling, you put it out there, but don't wait too long either, you know? And so in the failures, we know we learn because that's the lessons. So you might have failure along the way, but that's where we're going to learn from. So I would say even before that, it's just a matter of, you know, start and, and you're going to start scared. You know, I remember the first and this is more recent. I remember the first, um, uh, like live demonstration, like mediumship demonstration. They call it a dem, and I was petrified. You know that people, you know, a group of people. I was doing one-on-one readings for years, and a dem, and like, who was? What if they? What if nothing happened? What if, you know? And I said, I have to look at that just like I've looked at other things in my business. So you learn and you grow. But again, you know done is better than perfect sometimes, especially in the entrepreneurial world to, to get ahead, trust, and then, and kind of take that leap, take that leap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, and thank you for sharing that. I love that. Start ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine to take. I, I actually in the podcasting family and I, I love, you know, I've been podcasting for five years now and, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful mentor of mine, uh, Chris Kremitzos. Uh, that was his, he has a small little book and it's Start Ugly. And I love that because it's that same thing of we need to start ugly and we can figure it out. But uh, and he's, he's just a fantastic entrepreneurial kind of guy. I love that. I love it. And I think, I mean, what you do is so great, Tina, because I believe that when you teaching women how to connect to their intuition is truly probably one of the most empowering things that you can do for yourself because, um, you know, there's always going to be so much information out there and it's very easy to hop on Google or figure out what everyone else has done. And sometimes we miss the, that most, the most important step of actually taking the time to like go within and ask ourselves like what feels right and typically, if you do that, then you then you do, are empowered then to, to feel good about your decisions. And regardless of the results, you still feel like, you know what, that was something I was meant to do. So you, I, you maybe you don't second guess yourself or you're able to reframe what other people would look at as a failure as, nope, that was a necessary step I needed to go through to get me where I am today. Um, so I think that's amazing. 
Yeah. I think most people can look back and say, you know, 2020 hindsight, right? I think most people can look back and say, if that didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be where I am. And and I, at least I hope they do. And yeah. so you can do that in anything in your life. You can look back and say, yes, this is a horrible thing that happened to me or a really difficult, challenging thing that happened to me in my business or in my personal life. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am now. And where I am now, what have I learned from that? Yeah. So if you can learn from it, that's that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So before we we wrap up and we talk about your free offer that you that you're offering to all the listeners so generously, is there anything else that you would like to to offer or add um, to these amazing listeners? You know, the biggest thing would be to, you know, we've said it over and over again is find something that you connect with. For me, you know, I'm going to go back to spiritual routine. Find something uh, that you can connect with yourself. Again, it doesn't have to look like meditation. I know that can seem scary to people. But when you can get quiet, you know, I love what you said about Glennon Doyle, you know, close your eyes, you know, connect for a bit and and find that person, you know, for I I wrote a meditation on the podcast and I believe it was um She is Love. I think that's the title of the meditation and it was all about intuition. She is love is love yourself, know that person, know her, know the voice, know how she comes to you, know how you feel about something and trust her, uh, take care of her. And from there, that will take you to the next step. So, you know, honor that, you know, really honor that inside you. And I kind of keep going here because I feel the heart is a place where uh, we can feel and sense ourselves. you know, Mm -hmm. and so... That would be my biggest message. Oh, I want to try that meditation. <laughs> and for those Thank of you, you that haven't um, discovered Tina's podcast, it's brilliant. If you want to learn, um, you know, if you want to be introduced to new meditations or you want to learn more about intuition and learn from other, other spiritually minded people, it's such a great resource for you. So before we wrap, Tina, um, can you tell us a little bit about the free gift you're offering for everyone? Yes. So the free gift is how to create a sacred space. And so you may call it sacred space. You may call it an altar. And there's a couple components and it is a, it is something that I've done. There's also a, you know, there's a PDF of how you want to create your altar um, and uh, create your sacred space, if that sounds better to you. And when we create sac- sacred space, we, we hold sacred space. And it could be as small as a little table or a corner of your room or more elaborate, of like a fireplace. And I talk about all the elements that you bring in, fire, water, uh, air, you know, all the elements and, and how to create it. And there's many, many, many options and how to change it up and how to uh, to really have that space. And when we have a sacred space that we enjoy, that we can go to, that we can maybe gaze upon, that we feel good in, uh, that can kind of connect us to ourselves even deeper. So, I love yeah. that. I love, like I've created a, a bit of my own, but um, I'm always looking for ways to improve it. And I think, like you said, if you have that space, it helps you create that routine and, um, and it, can become something that is really an act of self-love. So that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Tina. This has been such a great conversation and I'm just thankful for your time and for sharing of your wisdom and for sharing your gift so openly as you are with all of the, with the entire world, which is amazing. And for all of my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again. And I hope that you'll continue to do so. We have many more speakers to come all ready to share their stories, their strategies, their tips for how you can move past those limitations and into a business that you're really passionate about. Thank you again, everyone, and have a wonderful day.